You're listening to the Full 10 Yards of Britball podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert-Monk. Yes, welcome in. This is the 14 Yards Ripple podcast. Only a couple of weeks left uh, if you're south of the Hadrian's Wall, I, I suppose. Only a couple of weeks left in the season. A couple of teams playing their last games uh, yesterday, uh, including, as you can see, the Bournemouth Bobcats. Uh, and we'll get to, to those guys very shortly indeed. But if you are looking for a Week 13 review, that should be uh, with you on, on Tuesday evening, uh, giving you a full uh, rundown of all the results and some of the uh, touchdown scores, if it's the social media teams that have given us that information. But uh, not all social media teams are that great on game days. But let's get to the Bournemouth Wildcats, possibly one of the teams uh, of the year, one of the surprise packages of the year. And uh, we're going we're gonna to find out why why that is the case and why they've uh, why they've done so well. So as you can see, we've got the we've got Coach McLean, we've got Mike, and we've got Perry, and we'll, we'll get to the, to the players shortly. But Coach, a uh, very warm welcome to you. So how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Tim. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, and I'd say in in preparation for the podcast, not many of you would have known, but um, I, I got my Bobcats mixed up and I hadn't realised that we already had Bournemouth on. So, um, apologies for that. Um, okay. I don't know if anyone's ever got their Bobcats mixed up. Yeah, answers on the host card if you have. But, Coach, um, tell us a bit about for you. Obviously, yeah, last time we spoke, 2019 was 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 ahead of the Brit Bowl, uh, Brit Bowl final uh, in Div 2. Obviously, a lot has happened since then. But um, before we get into that, just tell us how, how you got into the sport uh, and how you got into coaching. Uh, for, for myself, I grew up in America. So, you know, I, I'm originally in the UK, went over to the States in 79, started playing uh, peewee ball um, early 80s and just sort of progressed from there, came back into the UK, uh, 89, started playing uh, with the Weymouth team, uh, progressed to the Bournemouth Renegades, and I've sort of been involved with the sport on and off since then. So I've been in the sport for about 40 years now. Um, got back with the Bournemouth Bobcats um, when they reformed under Tim Isles um, back in 2008-9. Got into coaching as an OC um, for the Bobcats in 2014 and took on the head coach role in 2016 and sort of and run with it from there, really. Yeah, cool. And then, let's say, last time we spoke was British Britball 2, uh, Britball Div 2 final. Um, give us um, give us kind of a, um, a, a quick whistle-stop tour of, you know, where Bobcat, the Bobcats have been, obviously, since you took over head coach and, um, you know, just talk about what it was like to experience, because obviously we haven't spoken since the final, obviously you lost to, uh, was it South Wales, wasn't it? I think it was 13 mil or something like that. But uh, tell, tell us kind of what you took from, from that game um in in order to like I say you've gone from strength to strength this season any, any particular things that you drew from that game or that season um especially with the the lengthy delay off the field because of uh, covid yeah i mean we, we took a lot from the game uh, and to be honest we took a lot from the season um we, we've put a lot of institutional changes within within the club within the organization um a lot of coaching changes uh, a lot of infrastructure has changed from when myself, uh, Sam Williams, who's my assistant head coach in DC, and also a massive shout out has to go to Keith Barnes, who's our GM, who's the heart and soul of, of the club. Um, you know, we, we've slowly been putting changes into place and that 2019 season was the first sort of hard sort of results we were seeing from those changes coming through, um, where, you know, it's something we've been preaching throughout the whole time, Bobcats family. Some people think it's cheesy when they first come in, um, but I, I think pretty much everyone buys into it by time 
you know, they, they have a few sessions with us. Um, but we slowly sort of started to change the infrastructure within the team itself, you know, a lot more time looking at film, you know, getting the sort of positional coaches in place to make sure we were delivering sort of positional training for all of our players. Um, but that 2019 season was the first one where we were able to, you know, sort of stand with the big boys, as it were. And I think one of the, the first games, although we lost it, but we were able to sort of say, you know, we were able to hang with the big boys was the London Blitz game at home, where although we lost 39-33, we had an opportunity to win it right at the end. But we were putting up points. You know, the offense was, you know, scoring week in, week out. But it gave us a lot of confidence. And the only two games we lost that year were against Blitz. And even when we were away to them, I think it was 1913 away. Again, we had an opportunity to win it right at the death. And unfortunately, it was just a mental mistake on our part. Um, but again, just taking confidence from all of those. And we built on that. Went away on both of our playoff games, quarterfinals away to Norwich, um, semifinal to Essex. And what we had been able to develop within the offense was a diverse and multifaceted offense where we can scheme and change the scheme week in, depending on who we're playing. I think that year we had, I think, 1,500 yards rushing, 1,500 yards passing. And depending on who we were playing, we could mix it up. Defense that year was absolutely amazing. Sam's brilliant on the defensive side of the ball. Again, huge props to him for being able to scheme against who we were, who were seeing. Um, and the final itself, not going to lie, it was heart crushing. You know, one of the hardest games I've had to come out of. But again, we were able to take positives out of it. You know, it was just a few plays here and there. It was up until the very last drive. It was only a six-point game. We threw a trick play right in the end, trying to score when we were right deep in our own half, which in a normal situation we wouldn't have done. And they, they scored right at the end based off of that. But, you know, it's a championship game. If, if you're not going out to win that, you have no business being in the championship game. But that gave us massive confidence moving on and, you know, going into the 2020 season, what we thought was going to be the Division One, you know, it gave us some confidence to to move on from that. And uh, yeah, and I say 2020 was was lost, and you know we are, we are where we are with 2021. We'll get onto the season very shortly. But Perry and, and Mike, but waiting very patiently down there. You guys, uh, you told me before we hit the, the record button that you're, you're rookies. Um, so firstly, uh, welcome to the sport. It's very brutal. Um, Mike, we'll, we'll start with you. Um, and like I say, every guest that we get on, we like to. Well, I like to understand how the, how you got into the game. Of, you know, is it through NFL, college, or CFL, or you know, dare I say EFL or, or something like that? But um, yeah, tell us how you got into the sport, and then what made you go you know, pop down to Bobcats? Um, well, I come from a rugby background. I played a good standard of rugby back home, and I stopped playing about five six years ago uh, when my daughter was born. Uh, I took a step back from it, and. Uh, I wanted to try something new. I tried a few other different sports and it said, uh, me and my missus were watching ballers one night and all I said was, I'd love to have a go at playing football. I really would. And she said, why don't you go play for the Bobcats? And so I did. I messaged a Facebook page and I think it was halfway through the 2019 season. Um, they said that oh, we're done with recruitment this year, but you're more than welcome to come along next year. So, I sort of made it my 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 goal for the year to to be a bobcat, and uh, I remember the first training session I turned up to, 
there's about 40, 50 blokes and I didn't know anybody. It was quite intimidating. But one of the best things I ever did, I've, I've met some great people, uh, made some great friends, friends for life. And uh, my only regret is I didn't do it sooner. It's, it's a great sport to be part of. Bobcats are an amazing team to be a part of. Like Simon said, with that, uh, our, our family ethos is, is massive. It's a massive part of who we are. And people will laugh at that and say, like, it's corny, it's cheesy. But once you embrace into that, you really get into what, what the team's about. And it's an absolute pleasure to be a part of. Mm. Well, just regards to when you said you turned up to a training session now and obviously playing rugby, fit, fitness-wise, um, yeah, did, did you, were you, how, for, how long was it before you were huffing and puffing? Um, I don't think fitness was was ever an issue. Okay, cool. I've, 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 my, my job's quite physical anyway, so... Okay. Fitness is, is, was never an issue. It was more adapting to the rules of, of football and knowing what you can and can't do was the hard part. Like learning the playbook as well. Uh, yeah, but the coaches, they, they, they make it easy. The coaches have, have been great. Uh, yeah, like I said, Sam Williams has been fantastic. And, and the environment that like Simon and especially our general manager, Keith, have, have created to have 60, 70 blokes turn up and all get along. Everyone's there for the same reason. Everyone buys into the ethos of the team. It's, like I said, it's, it's an absolute pleasure to be a part of. You said, you, you, uh, you told me, obviously, before we started recording, you play you play um, on, on defence. Is that because of the rugby back, background and you just got shoved in on, on defence? Was it a personal <laughs> choice? Um, I started off running back. I thought I'd years of rugby tackling I just wanted to, to run with a ball score some touchdowns and then I've done a rookie session and after tackling and stuff having the pads on um, I thought no this is what I'm good at this is where I can benefit the team and yeah I moved to linebacker and, and never looked back there you go and uh, sit, sitting there very patiently, Perry, we welcome you in, obviously. Um, you, you join him on the defensive side of the ball. Tell us a bit about how you, how you got um, in, into the sport. And now, again, you, again, you're a rookie this year as well. Um, yeah. yeah what, what it was like to, 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 to taste your first kind of action uh, this season. Yeah, I mean, my background is a lot different to Mike's. My background is a lot more, I mean, I've been a fan of NFL since I was... A young teen. I was staying up watching Channel 5 when I was 12, 13 years old without anyone knowing, watching the Eagles and watching what I could. Um, and it, it's always been my favourite sport. Um, I became aware of the Bobcats, I think somewhere around 2015, 2016. And I just kind of knew they were there and I would follow what they did, etc. But it never crossed my mind at all to get involved. Um, it, it Luckily, my... Um, my brother, who's a PT, uh, where he was, where he was uh, as a job, um, Keith, our GM, was also going to that gym. So Keith would try and recruit my brother, but at the same time, he would tell my brother to give me a nudge as well. And as time off, as time went on, I kind of give it more thought and more thought. And uh, eventually, m one of my uh, friends was like, "I'm going to give, I'm going to give this a go. Do you want to give it a go as well?" And I was like. I'll bite the bullet. Let's give it a go. And I went to the same rookie session Mike was talking about, 50, 60 guys. Yeah, it was a bit daunting. They were like, what position do you want to try? And naturally, every time you ask a person what 
position they want to play in American football, they choose offense. So I went for a running back role. Um, and like, it, yeah, I, I started out with that. And then we played a, a little game towards the end of the session where I suddenly started to notice that I was getting a bit better at understanding where the ball may go, understanding reading, like who's going to throw it, et cetera. And then the DB coach at the time, Ben, came over to me and said, I want you to be a DB. And I was like, okay, great. And uh, yeah, that's that's the journey. That's how it got there. I think I think it's the same with every rookie, is it? When someone t- when, a, when a rookie turns up, it's always all about the glory, isn't it? Always about the glory. No one wants the, yeah. to put the to put the graft in. But there we go, um, yeah. Coach. Uh, okay, back, back to you. Obviously, two new rookies there with with uh, Perry and Mike, and uh, obviously with the loss of the twenty twenty season, you know, some teams have, have fared uh, differently and quite ranging in terms of you know teams you know participating this season because of numbers or or, or whatever. Um, have the rookie sessions obviously you know, getting people up here and Mike down obviously helped with uh, keeping keeping the numbers up. But judging by you know the fact that you're getting 50, 60 guys down, has, has numbers ever been an issue since you know the end of the twenty nineteen season? No, we, we, we've been blessed with numbers since. 2019 i'm not gonna lie in our distance pass numbers have been an issue i mean i, I remember games where we've gone to thrashers we've gone to kent exiles with 19 players you know we may have had you know kitted injured players just to make up numbers yeah but the last three or four years you, we, we've had 60 70 people on the on the roster quite healthily traveling with 40 away yeah um over the the lost season Obviously, we were keeping to guidelines, training when we were allowed to. Um, when we weren't allowed to, we were keeping it down to the minimal levels that we could. Uh, obviously, not you know contravening any guidelines, which was difficult in itself to keep motivation up and keep people fit, keep the interest up. But we, we've got such a buy-in from the players. And again, we, we've mentioned it, the family ethos bit, but everyone is so invested in the team and we've put such a, a structure in place that everyone is communicating throughout the whole time. And we just couldn't wait for, you know, the, the guidelines to be relaxed. And as soon as they could, we came back straight away. Um, we were training twice a week as soon as that had relaxed. I think it was the tail end of August on um, 2020, um, getting ready for as soon as the league structure was being announced. And we were ready to go once once that was in place. And just a word on, and I've mentioned to every every coach that come that comes on. Obviously, the divisions are going. It's a one-off season, standalone season, and it's all. It was more focused on on the geographical side of things. Were, were you happy with the the way the divisions aligned this year? I know, you obviously, in you, you know, you've travelled to Blitz previously, and you, and South Wales Warriors, and, all, you, and Essex Spartans are, are a decent team as well in in Britball land. Were you were you were you is it happy with the, the teams that you got paired with? Let's say because Solent, um, you know, Portsmouth were. were pretty good a couple of years back and Rushmore have always been a decent outfit we I'm not saying that you you know you would have looked at it and thought it was daunting but were you, were you happy with the array of, of teams that we, you were mixed with I mean to be honest that's not what we were paired up with originally um, okay when, when the structure first came out we were put into the southwest conference oh, okay right uh, yeah so we yeah. were in with uh Raptors uh Torbay. Torbay. yeah, yeah. Mon- Monarchs. um yeah. and we went when uh Keith and I went on to a call um, just before it was all finalized and uh, a proposition was put to us where we could stay in that conference um, with um, predominantly Division Two teams or the proposition was put forward to us to come into the Wessex, what was rebranded the Wessex Conference 
with um, the four Division One teams and Thrashers. And from our point of view, what we wanted to do was see where we stood against the Division One teams and see what we could learn against the Premiership team. Yeah. Um, and, and to be honest, we didn't hesitate. That, that the option was on the table. We didn't think twice about it and we took the opportunity. The, the, there's no point looking backwards. So we, we took the opportunity and, and we ran with it. Yeah, no, fair play. Absolutely fair play. And um, yeah, this season, again, continued kind of the upward, upward trajectory and the, the positivity of uh, since since 2019. Uh, Mike Parrish, I want to get your thoughts. Mike, start with you. Um, like I say, when you stepped onto the field for that first game and you got you you, you, you initiated that first hit or you maybe you got hit first by being blocked, what was it? What was the um, any, anything you took away that you that surprised you from the first game? Um. <sighs> If you played yeah. against Portsmouth, <laughs> yeah, no, it, was, it was that long ago. Um, probably being ta- being taken off the ball was a big shock. Going in to make a tackle, you're lining it up, and then out of nowhere, someone just takes you out, and it's perfectly legal. That was something that took a lot of getting used to. Um, but yeah, a lot more physical than what I thought it would be. Um, a lot of big guys you come up against, a lot of athletes, and. Yeah, even though you've got the pads and the helmets on, it's still, I wouldn't say it's a contact sport, i say it's more of a, a collision sport. There's some massive impacts. And the, the next day especially, I felt it. Yeah, yeah, no, I can imagine. That's, that's why I say head on, head on a swivel. Absolutely head on a swivel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Perry, any, any, anything that you took from, from the first game? Oh, I mean, leading up to the first, I mean, it, it might be worth saying, like, Within that first initial lockdown period, I was like a man possessed when it came to exercise, positional fundamentals and everything. I did everything to prepare myself and make myself ready for the season and show my my positional coach that I was ready. Um, You know, at the end of the day, regardless of what happened on the field, I tell you what, every time and it's, do, do you know, what? this has happened throughout the season, no matter who we're playing. And I guess it's good because it, you know, you realise you love the sport. But every snap, there's just like a, you've got full of adrenaline, but at the same time, your anxiety is at an absolute high, and you're just like, it's like you've got to try and take a couple of deep breaths just to steady yourself before that ball is snapped. So it's been like that the the whole way through the season, whether we're you know facing Portsmouth or facing Solent away. So yeah, it's um, I felt like I was prepared. Um, you know, with uh, obviously we know that Portsmouth struggled with numbers at the at the start of the season, unfortunately. So um, they could only they obviously had guys playing on both sides of the ball. So um, it was you know the 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 level throughout the season was obviously varied between all the all the teams. Um, but yeah, throughout the season, as as Mike said, it was no matter how long I'd been watching the game for, I, it couldn't prepare me for how I would feel the next day after a game and. You know, I'm feeling it today after after the game yesterday. So, yeah, no, absolutely. And and, and coach, um, it's been a bit of a funny one, uh, the Wessex division, isn't it? I've, yeah, say Portsmouth um, played you guys, and then obviously let numbers. Or I don't know if it was the fact that they played you. They thought uh, they will we'll come, we'll get out of here. But um, Sussex again, you know, another kind of juggernaut or juggernaut of old um, in the Britball world. They've struggled, and they've since obviously withdrawn early uh, before the season ended. Um, any particular result or any particular games? I know you've played three against um, Rushmore, which has been quite interesting to 
to see those results. Uh, obviously, you came out on top of that 2-1 in, in that kind of head-to-head series. Uh, and again, Sonnen, one of the uh, one of the fiercest teams, in, especially in the south of of, um, of England in, in Britball. But any particular result or any particular performance that you have particularly come out of the game and thought, you know, I'm, I'm <clears> very <throat> proud of this team. And I know you say that with all the results, but any particular result that stands out for you? Yeah. I mean, first thing you know, I just really want to say is, you know, for, for Sussex and for Portsmouth, I think we just have to take in context of what the year has been. And, you know, I'm certainly not judging the actions they've oh, taken this yeah. year because we, we don't know what was what was behind it. And <laughs> uh, I, I do nothing but wish them well for next season and hope we see both of them on the field and we can compete against them in the conference next year. Um, I mean, two things, really. Uh, the, the Sussex game that we did play against them away um, for us to win that because we, we, we have played them a number of times before. We, we've never beaten Thunder before. Massive respect to coach Ellis because I have coached against him. Um, but to win that on a last minute field, well, last second field goal was absolutely immense. The feeling in, in the, the team after that was incredible. Um, but again, the, the same feeling with Knights. The, the, I've been playing against Knights since 1994. But to, to get the upper hand on them twice. And you know, I, I'm just going to put this out there. Uh, our GM did mention it on a different podcast the other night. Uh, when we played them the first time around, we, we didn't have our starting QB. Um, we, we had a 50-year-old man who can't see more than 10 yards down the field playing QB in that <laughs> uh, who also happens to be the head coach. So we, we, we weren't <laughs> able to coach. You know, we can barely hobble behind the line. And, and you know, he, he hampered the team. And if we had our starting QB, it might have been a little bit different. But yeah, we, we just enjoyed those games against Knight. They were hard for physical games and took a lot of pleasure in winning those. Um, and, you know, that Thrashers game at home, being able to go toe to toe with them and only having a two score differential at home, hugely proud of the guys and what they did in that game. Um, won't talk too much about yesterday, but uh, the home game <laughs> was, was an immense, immense effort on their part. But again, what we've taken from that is when we look at the Division One opponents that we've played this year, we're five and one against Division One opponents, which I can only take as a positive for next year. Yeah, absolutely. And I was going to say, does that vindicate your decision? Obviously, jumping jumping the chance to be in this division, like say, you, you fully justified in in it was the right decision to make. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the one thing we'll, we'll never do as a club is say what we think we're going to do moving forward. Um, all we ever hope to be is competitive which I think we've shown we can do. But what I didn't want to do is not compete against the high-level teams and then not know where we stood for next year. You know, what we've now done is given our entire squad, you know, Division One competition. They are now all confident and have confidence in us as an organisation that we can go and compete at that level for next year. And it's not something we now need to fear. We, we can go in... And and no, we we can be on an equal footing with whoever we see. So yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Please with the decision. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, fully understand that. And so obviously, you know, played your last game yesterday, so technically the off season. Now, what what does the kind of the plan look like for the rest of the of twenty twenty one? You know, we yeah, obviously you mentioned uh, end of season awards, and, and and obviously get the all the team together and celebrate a, a positive season. And uh, yeah, um, but you, any more any more like kind of scrimmages or practice? It practices for every every week. And yeah, so what we'll do is we'll we'll have a, a tiny little bit of a break. 
um, and then we will come down to just once a week training as opposed to twice a week, focus a little bit more on fitness, a little bit more on positional, drop the contact down altogether, um, look at the playbook schemes a little bit, um, and then work our way through to January where we'll put on some rookie sessions, and then from January we'll gear it up in preparation for next year. And uh, Mike Perry, anything for you guys in particular that you'll be looking to work on as part of your game you know, in the next couple of months and you know, obviously heading into 2022? You go, you go first, Perry. Yeah, you go first, Mike. Um, j- j- just improving all round. Um, obviously, it's been a nothing season this year. And obviously watching like Sussex and Portsmouth drop out might not be a true reflection of what they're capable of. So I'm excited to see what next season brings with it being a competitive season and obviously using the off season to get in the gym, work on the fitness, strength and conditioning and seeing how far I can push myself as a player and see what else I can bring to the team. That's that's what's exciting me for next year. Uh, that, that's what I'm looking forward to. And just, just being a Bobcat in general, being part of the team, being part of the family, it's it's exciting and unless you come along and be a bobcat you'll never know so but that's what that's what's driving me for next season that's what i'm looking forward to perry uh well just to echo the last thing mike said that yeah the the one thing that just pulls you back in is that addictiveness to this team like it it, it can't be understated how much this you can't call it anything else that a brotherhood you want to absolutely go to war with each other just keeps making you want to push yourself and for me the grind has kind of already started um it's it's i'm quite lucky like i'm a i'm a data analyst by trade so i enjoy getting my head in film understanding what trends and understanding what's coming out of the data that I'm I'm that I'm observing from all the game films so that's going to be a big part of my off season is continuing to work my craft on watching film from from this year um and 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 obviously the physical aspect as well i think one of the main things i want to do is is definitely work on my like my aerobic fitness uh, so i'm going to be swimming a lot more and things like that just did because a couple of times i did find myself kind of struggling with long drives and things like that so i think i just i really want to work on that and yeah it's just back to technique drills and you know, at the end of the day, just as I said, the grind begins now. Let's, let's get ready for that competitive season where you know, you know, we feel we feel we can really do, you know, help and help the Bobcats hopefully get to a good, mm. get to an even higher place. You know, absolutely. And I don't, I don't know about you, coach, but um, it sounds like Perry is a future coordinator slash head coach in the making. <laughs> uh, what he was uh, early parts, but we'll. Uh, We'll see how that that journey ends up. But uh, coach, any any particular aspects or goals for you? Obviously, I know you said about looking into the playbook, but uh, I know the goal for you to, will be to, to get the, the Bobcats in the Prem South and with all with all the big guns again. And uh, but any you know, particular goals or aspirations for you, either you know with, with the Bobcats or you know, you know Team GB maybe or anything like that. Uh, for for me, it's just to continue with the Bobcats. To be honest, uh, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. You know, I absolutely love every single member of the team I've got. I go to war for them. I think they all know that. 
Um, and, and, you know, the one thing that Keith and I are both incredibly proud of is one, we've got infrastructure in place for us to succeed on the field, but we've also got infrastructure in place and support in place for all of our players off the field. And, and I think that's the key thing for us as a team is, is just for our, our players to feel supported both on and off the field. And as long as we've got that going, then I feel like I'm succeeding. And to be honest, that's enough for me. Don't need anything else. Very nicely put. Very nicely put indeed. But uh, Perry, just a word: if you do ever want to become a coach, you can sign, sign up to our scheme, and we'll help pay for your coaching. How about that? Oh years, years and years. I will line. remember that. I will remember yeah. that. Oh, so it's open to everyone. It's open to everyone. They say we have. <clears throat> yeah, we just helped um, a couple, a couple of others. Um, I can't remember their names now. Corey was one of them. But uh, yeah, no, we have a, we have obviously a scheme. If you want to get your level ones or your level two Bathurst coaching, or if you want to become an official, any, anyone out there, anyone that is listening, uh, head over to full10yards.com forward slash Britball. Fill in our uh, find the flag scheme. Uh, and I say we'll hopefully get through everyone that is registered on that. Uh, say we'll, we'll hopefully have an announcement next week or two about another person that we've selected to help get uh, qualified in coaching. But that's going to do it for the Bournemouth at Bobcat show. Um, guys, yeah, really appreciate you you coming on and very much looking forward to, to try and coming down uh, in 2022. So you're not, you're not too far away from me, but um, yeah, come and watch, uh, come and watch you guys grow. You watch you guys progress and appreciate your time and um, very well done on the season. Uh, like I say, one of the, one of the surprise teams, if not one of the, the surprise team uh, of the season, but talking to you guys, obviously uh, you, you guys aren't surprised. So um You've put the rest of Britbo on watch. You've put the rest of Britbo on notice. Um, just coach, if there's obviously you, you said rookie sessions, obviously next year. But say if someone maybe wants to get in contact with the Bobcats or yourself or the team, uh, how how can they do that? Uh, they can get in contact with us through our Facebook page. Uh, messages through that, uh, and we'll reply back and give them all the information they need. Lovely stuff. There we go. Cool. Um, yeah. Say if you are interested in, yeah, you know, if you've been if you've been a follower or a reader of the uh, the Britball stuff that I've been putting out, uh, results for week thirteen will be out on Tuesday. So tomorrow, uh, as this is obviously going out on the Monday evening. Um, and yeah, obviously week fourteen, one of the the pretty much the last week for the English and slash Welsh teams, and then Scotland kind of Scotland carries us on for another month or so. Uh, but we'll have more teams on in the in the off season, more teams to talk to, more to, more coaches and players to talk to as well, because uh, that's. The kind of stuff we like to do here at the full 10 yards um so my thanks to coach mclean thanks to mike thanks to perry uh, thanks for your time fellas um we will see you next time when we do this all again for the game <laughs>